Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. I'm Heather Evans. When my twins were born at 24 weeks gestation, I began to think about the uniqueness of each of our motherhood journeys. I also began to understand the importance of education and support from other moms, no matter how different our lives may be. Each episode will highlight one mother's journey and the lessons she has learned on this crazy path we call life. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Mama Sisterhood. Welcome back to the Mama Sisterhood. I have a very special guest here today who I've known for a long time. This is Trisha Terrian. Hi, Trisha. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself, who you are, where you live, your family, what you do? Yes. I. Uh, my name is Trisha Terrian, and I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm married to my uh, college sweetheart. Um, I've got three children, five grandchildren, and a dog. Never thought I'd be a pet owner. And, you know, she loves me the most. She, uh-huh. She's attached to me the most. I have one but... of those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. I went to college to be a PE teacher and a counselor, and I did my student teaching, and I really thought, oh, I made the wrong choice. And um, I love kids, and I love to teach, but I didn't want to be in a classroom all day. And at that time, health and wellness was starting and so I kind of shifted my my focus there. And um, I've been in the physical world since college as a personal trainer, as a group fitness instructor, certified in anything that you teach. And I found yoga. That was, uh, it, it just changed my life. <laughs> Yes, she and, and a little side note of personal interest. Um, Tr- Trisha, I need to get back to doing yoga. But me, yeah. Yeah. my husband, before long before we were husband and wife, we were these triathletes, and we thought, oh, we're just gonna we're gonna go do yoga. This will be piece of cake. We you know we run marathons, all these things. I took my first yoga class ever with you, Trisha, and it, not only that, it was a ninety minute hot yoga class because I thought I'm like, oh, no big deal. It was so intense, but we loved it. And we actually got engaged after one of Trisha's yoga classes. So uh, she's a very super special uh, place in our hearts. Well, so, yeah. Tell us about how you got into yoga. And we were chatting a little bit before we talked, um, before we started recording about kind of what your focus was in the beginning on your yoga practice. Yeah. So I was teaching in a gym and somebody had, you know, we always were taking classes for CEUs and, um, I was teaching like body pump and aerobics, no yoga. And so they invited me to a hot yoga class, which at the time hot yoga was either Ashtanga or Bikram. And the room is 104, 60% humidity. And it kicked my butt. And at that time I was teaching three aerobic classes a day. I mean, I was pretty fit. That's what, what I know we were, that's where we were. We were these triathletes and we thought that class would be a piece of cake. And I don't think I've ever been so sore in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, uh, really kicked me, but I loved it. I wanted more. So I just kept going back and I got so addicted. I was doing tw- two a day Oh wow! And at the time they weren't offering any yoga at gyms yet. And um, so it was all about how I felt physically. It, you know, I, I did not look for yoga for any kind of personal or spiritual growth. It was only a physical um, activity for me. And one time I was driving home from yoga and I don't recall getting from yoga to my home. 
And at that point, I just thought, wow, this is, this is a really different way for me to connect in prayer. Mm -hmm. I grew up uh, with religion in my life. And so I've always had faith and a belief in something more than just being here. So every time I practice yoga, I would like start praying. And I, and I was thinking, this is, this is really bizarre that I'm connecting with my God in my physical body, which I'm always in because that's what I did for a living. But it was all about how I looked and all of a sudden it was translating, transmuting into something different. Mm -hmm. And so, um, eventually I started teaching yoga at the gym, still very much just a physical thing. But every time I taught somebody, I would have a message that would come out of me that I like, I didn't plan. And somebody would say, wow, I really needed to hear that today. Thank you. And so I started noticing people were being very regular with their yoga practice as opposed to their aerobic practice or their weightlifting practice. And they would share stories with me of like, wow, I'm like, I'm not as aggressive as I drive on the roads anymore. Like mm -hmm. I'm making better food choices. And so I, I just dove deeper into the study of it. And um, I was uh, probably five years into my physical part of yoga and, and and that's when your your story changed my story changed yeah <laughs> so and I appreciate you sharing this story with us so much and so Trisha has very bravely agreed to talk about her son Tyler so before we get into what we're going to have talk about with Tyler yeah. can you just tell us a little bit about Tyler and what he was like yes I would love that um, first of all, grief is so funny. Uh, Tyler will be dead 19 years. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was going to talk about it. I can talk about Tyler with, without tears all the time. But you never know how their name, when you hear it, is going to touch your heart. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, Tyler was uh, 16 years old an athlete. He was on student council, really, really welcoming kid. Um, when he died, we learned that he um, made a goal to sit with somebody new every day at lunch. Oh, I love that. And so he never had like a click, yeah. but he did have a group of friends. I mean, he had a, a tight group mm -hmm. of encouragers but um so he he was very outgoing and he loved Jesus and he wanted to be a youth pastor and um he was just crazy he was a crazy kid a really smart kid an athlete and um he was on his way to school hit some black eyes and overcorrected and he died instantly he got hit by a big truck and uh, he died instantly and um like the weekend before his death, I, I had him on a, a video. I was recording him and he's like, mom, stop. I, I told him, I'm going to show all your friends this. Mm -hmm. And he said, mom, stop. I have five friends. That's like not going to make a difference. And um, there were 2,500 people that signed his like obituary thing or whatever, you know, at the, yeah. the home. And it was every walk of, of life. I mean, every personality that we can be around was at Tyler's. Every color, every 
ability. It's just amazing. Yeah, he touched a lot of lives, it sounds like. Oh, he really I did. Mean, more, I mean, that's a huge number for anyone, yeah. let alone a 16-year-old. It, it just was amazing. And I mean, we continue to get like stories of how mm -hmm. Tyler affected somebody. It, we'll get a letter in the mail. Still to this day, we get reminders of how Tyler affected somebody's life. And so he, um, seeing his spiritual journey kind of stirred my spiritual journey. And um, he was really studying the Bible and I was really learning yoga and mm -hmm. I, I would read something in the yoga sutras and he would share something out of the Bible, which I've already read the Bible. I mean, I, mm -hmm. um, but they were like saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, people were very, very conservative and a little bit afraid of yoga uh, being more of a religion than anything. And so I really had to fight that with my religion, mm -hmm. not letting people tell me what I was doing was wrong. Um okay. So I just started studying more and more. And the more I got on the mat and learned to meditate mm -hmm. and to allow my body to like move through some hard stuff, every time I would cry on the mat after his death and jumping around, sorry. No, you're fine. Were you able to recognize that yoga might help and were you able to get on the mat right away or did you need some time before you could move back into that yeah um I think I took about a three month hiatus and um I really all I did after he died was sit in a chair and drink wine mm -hmm. and for three months I did that and I I woke up one day and I, I thought, I cannot live like this. Mm -hmm. I have two children that need me. And the very first thing I did was roll out my yoga mat at home and just bawled and cried and sweat. And, you know, it was just, I'm, I'm so I was never a drinker. I, I wasn't really a drinker. I might well, have a glass of wine. I mean, that kind of tragedy for a mom, I feel like it could lead you to anything. Yeah. I'm so glad that you had already had that introduction to yoga so that when you're when you were ready, you had a, a place to turn. Yeah. Now were your other children, were they younger than Tyler or older or was he in the middle? Yeah, Tyler was the oldest and then um Tanner is 14 months younger than him. Okay. And Tanner should have been in the car with him that morning, but he had he wasn't. And so mm -hmm. that's a blessing yeah. that and then Tatum was nine when that happened and it's been a really uh hard difficult it it's it was it's been a very difficult journey for tanner they were so close mm -hmm. buddies you know i mean so close in age mm -hmm. and um he's doing really well now but it was and that watching my kids go through their grief was as difficult as the grief of losing the child you know it's just yeah you want to be there for everybody. And it's very difficult. It was hard for me to grieve. Right. So yoga really helped me because I was holding on to a lot of stuff. And I'm sure. when you start learning the yoga sutras and the eight limbs of yoga, you start putting into practice some of the teachings mm -hmm. while you're in your practice. And that kind of helps. <clears throat> Do you, um, 
during that time, was there anything specific that you felt like helped your other children? Did they have a counselor at school or did any of them? Probably not, I'm assuming. It doesn't sound like they were doing yoga with you at that point or anything. Was there anything or was it just more time and talking and things like that? Yeah, um, we were already in family counseling when it happened. Okay. And so that was a really, we were fortunate because- yes. That's they were, good. they felt safe with the people that they were talking to already. Good. Um, but you know, it's, and we had a lot of, um, support with our faith community. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And, um, but still it's just hard and yeah. you can't protect them and they can't protect you. You know, their little young minds are trying to protect their mom and dad mm -hmm. and, um, try to be brave. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they hold on to a lot. And, um, everybody's grief journey is so different. And, um, I read a book called angel speaks maybe two months after Tyler died mm -hmm. and this book, um, talked about how they let you know they're around. Mm -hmm. And I was on a run. It was in February. I was like, absolutely no leaves on the trees. There's snow on the ground. I'm running up the hill and I'm just bawling and I'm speaking out loud how am I ever going to feel joy? How am I going to be a cheerleader for life? I've always been a cheerleader for life and I want to die. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. cry and screaming mm -hmm. and a feather just, just oh. down and landed on my, like I'm running and it landed. Wow. And so I stop and I look around. I'm like, oh. there's not a burden. Like, how did that happen? Right. So in, Angel speaks, they talk about it. a feather is a, a way that they let you know they're around. Oh. And um, so I've always let feathers tell me, you know, that Tyler's around. That's a beautiful um, story. I had never heard you say that before. That's, mm -hmm. that, I mean, the fact that there were no birds and you were moving and it still found its way to you. So. Yeah. So that's happened to all of us. We've all yeah. had unique feather stories, but um, yeah. grief is hard. Oh, yeah. It's so then tell me about, you mentioned how, you know, you took your three-month hiatus, mm -hmm. got back into yoga, very emotional with it at the beginning, of course. How do you feel like that progression went as you kept at the yoga, despite the fact that there were so many hard emotions? how do you feel like it kind of helped you um, cope with what you were going through at the time? Now it would be called somatic work. Okay. Right. I mean, that's pretty big in mm -hmm. the, the psychology world mm -hmm. right now, fitness mm -hmm. world. I mean, somatic work is so at that time, I didn't know that I was doing this, but intuitively it just happened. Now, somatic work, are you referring to like this, the psychological aspect in combination with the movement of your body? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're referring mm -hmm. to? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that, you know, I just, when I would get on the mat, it would bring, it would bring out my strength mm -hmm. through tears. Mm -hmm. So I'd be mad and I'd get really strong on the mat. Like I'd be just like, ah, cause that's, I want to work that stuff out of me. And so, but it's graceful. So it's like this, this dance of anger and grace. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just, I felt it release. I felt it go out of my body every time I did it. And every, uh, 
time you finish your practice in Shavasana, which is you're just laying down, relaxing mm-hmm. on the floor, I would cry. I would just cry and not even be able to identify why I was crying. Mm-hmm. My body was really helping me release it. Yeah. So that made me dig into more about, okay, what's going on in yoga? Why is this happening? And so I just started looking more into how um, in yoga, we really talk about, you know, we hold the issues in our tissues. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's such a, a saying right now. It's and it's so true. Yeah. And yogis have known it for years. And that's why we started doing these postures. And um, it really worked for me. So it, that became my church, my mat. Mm-hmm. I like, I talked to my higher power more on the mat than I've ever did in Sunday service ever mm-hmm. or during the week. Um, so it became very, very much a sacred place for me to move through my grief. And it kept me strong. I was really weak. I was very thin because I just couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat or sleep. And um, it, like I felt strong there. So that helped me feel stronger elsewhere. Yeah. And so I just started practicing what I was learning on the mat off the mat. Yeah. And then how did you progress from figuring these things out and starting to learn about this yourself from your practice to then changing how you taught it? Because I know by the time that I came to you, it wasn't just physical anymore. You were incorporating a lot of that into our classes. So did you kind of just start bringing that into your classes as you were learning it on your own? Yeah, I just kind of took a chance and I opened up my own yoga studio. I just started taking a chance in sharing whatever um, spiritual text I was reading that day. Mm-hmm. I would ask for guidance and direction and I would get a beautiful reading if it were a yoga sutra or out of the Bible and I would just share it. And people were receptive to, okay, wow, this is, we're in a really receptive place when we're in yoga, because we're breaking down that physical barrier. You know, the, we feel things more like we identify with what we're feeling when we're in a posture, holding it, trying to breathe and balance. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, that's kind of how it started for me. And so then I just started learning more about wow, there's so much to yoga. There's the chakras and the, it's just so full. And so that opened me up to, wow, this is more than just a physical thing. That is amazing. I remember when my husband and I used to come and we used to come together pre-children and I remember leaving and we would always talk about like, I would leave your class and like, I felt inspired to be a better person. Like you would leave with such this contentness in your heart and then just felt inspired to go out and make the world a better place. So it was, I remember we came on Wednesday nights. That was, that was great. Um, What would you say? Cause some people might be intimidated by yoga. So they may say, you know, maybe my balance isn't too good. Maybe, you know, they might be worried if it's a class setting that, other people might know what they're doing and they don't. So what would you say to encourage someone who has considered yoga or wants to try yoga, but they're a little nervous to take that first step? Well, there's so many classes that are offered online that you can try it without anybody. Mm-hmm. So you can at least see it. You can, yeah. you can watch it and you can see what's good, what's going to happen in a class. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in a class 
is just, it's life-changing. It, it really is. I never, <laughs> never in my life thought I would teach yoga because I am a boot camp, sweat, kick mm -hmm. your butt kind of mm -hmm. teacher. Mm -hmm. And yoga was too soft for me. I thought it was too soft for me. Mm -hmm. And so it, it just changes you from the inside out. But, you know, we got to get through it. We got to get through our shell, really. Mm -hmm. So show up. You're so supported in a yoga class. Every every studio that I, I visit, they the people at the studio feel like this is their home. Mm -hmm. And you feel like that in any studio that you go to. Everybody loves their spot. Mm -hmm. And everybody's so encouraging because they know what happens on the mat. It's not just physical. We think it is walking in, nobody's looking at you. You're the one looking at everybody. Everybody's in their own little world and their own little bubble learning about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful place for personal development. Yeah. Yeah. And for grief and everything, you know, it's mm -hmm. just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does anyone else in your family, have they gotten into yoga at all? Yeah. My husband, um, he's been, um, very consistent with his practice. He played college football mm -hmm. and I, like he believes his practice has kept him pain-free. You mm -hmm. know, he, yeah. when he misses his practice a couple, you know, a couple times, he'll be taking Advil. But when he takes, mm -hmm. when he does his practice, he doesn't take any pain relief. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. wonderful. And um, my, both my kids, they're, they're not as consistent, but mm -hmm. um, they both love it. They both will come and support me. Well, and I know even you mentioned your little grandbabies, they, like when my kids were at um, like pre-K, there are different, they're trying to, they do a lot of incorporation of yoga into, with children too. And, and also they both with occupational therapy, there would be some different yoga poses that they would do because both my kids have ADHD and, um, you know, Gavin has dyslexia and some different things. And they've done a lot of work as kids and it's, and they, you know, and it's different. They're not the most perfectly balanced or coordinated, but they're right. moving their body and getting the feel for what things feel like. And the breathing alone, I think for anyone, I mean, we live in such a fast paced society and stress and grief. And as a physical therapist, I mean, you know, that the first thing people do is they start these short, shallow chest breaths. So I think yeah. the breathing in yoga is I mean, huge on top of everything else. It, it really is. Um, yeah. My granddaughters love yoga. They, mm -hmm. they want to do yoga often. How old are they? And, um, I have an 11 year old, two uh -huh. eight year olds, uh -huh. a four year old and a three year old. Uh -huh. Very yeah. fun. Very yeah. fun. Um, and yeah, they really enjoy it. They know how to tune to breath. They mm -hmm. know um, how to sit still and mm -hmm. try to meditate. We try to go through some guided meditations and, um, it's really helpful. You know, we know, we know how that breath is stimulating the vagus nerve. We know mm -hmm. meditations helping us, you know, with our cognition way more than anything. Uh, it's just, it's a great practice. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all the different ways that yoga can help. And, you know, this is a mom podcast. So we have, you know, all mom, for the most part, listeners. And 
you know, being a mom can be very stressful. And, you know, typically day to day, we also have, you know, I've talked to a lot of different moms in kind of some extra stressful situations. So people of, you know, mamas with kiddos with um, special needs and things like that. And I feel like yoga could be a really, really good addition to all of our, you know, lives to kind of recenter us and give us energy and some peace. Absolutely. So if you had to say, so if there was another mother who was, their life had taken a turn like yours did, and they were looking into the face of a tragedy like you had to go through, do you have any advice that you would give that mom? That's a hard question. I know. Think as long as you need. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think it's really important to accept help. I really was trying to be super mom. Mm-hmm. And we need each other, you know, and um, I, I think really the most significant thing that um, helped me is, you know, I was healthy and I, I valued that, you know, my physical health. And so I turned to that and I think it's important to um, stay healthy, mm-hmm. you know, work your stuff off through your body because mm-hmm. the tissues are or the issues are in our tissues. You know, we hold it and then we don't eat right. And then we don't sleep right. And then that just compounds how bad we feel because grief, grief is so physically um, tiring. It, I, I didn't understand that until, I mean, I, I had lost loved ones, you know, but the, the, the tragic death of your child, you know, the, it's really difficult. You're not thinking about it, you know, right. right. I kissed him. I kissed him goodbye. And, you know, yeah. I went for a run and he went to school. And so you have to shift your, your thought, you know, when my dad was dying, I'm like preparing myself. Right. So I think it's important to stay physical. Yeah. I almost mm-hmm. lost it. I mean, thank goodness I already had it. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we reach for things we know that are comfort, maybe not good, but you know, will help mm-hmm. us zone out. And that's, that's the worst thing we can do. Right. No, I think you're, I appreciate your story because your honesty with even saying, you know, there for a while, that wasn't what you did, but then you were able to, you know, pull out of it because we do want to give yourself some grace. You know, we don't expect someone to come right out of a tragedy doing all the right things, right? It's all Okay. But I think you're exactly right. And working as a PT, I mean, and it doesn't have to be, it can be yoga. It can be walking. We're not saying you have to, you know, go get out there and run a half marathon. If you, if running running can be great too, but you don't have to take on something that seems insurmountable. You know, even if you start with, okay, I'm going to just force myself to try to do 10 minutes today. Chances are very good. No matter what you're going through that it's going to help at least a little bit. And then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Just move. You know, right now I am a health coach for a functional medicine doctor. And so when people come to functional medicine, they've gone through years of trying everything, you Mm -hmm. know, like nothing's working and it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. And so they're ready to just try everything, anything out there. Yeah. And um, so, you know, my work with them is really mindset stuff and, um, we have to talk about breath all the time. We have to talk about movement. And so movement, not exercise. I just want them Mm -hmm. to move, Mm -hmm. dance, garden, go for a walk, cook, you know, just move because 
when we don't feel good, we're sedentary and that makes us feel worse. Right. right. And all of the systems of the body stop working efficiently. Like mm-hmm. we're designed to at least twist and bend a couple of times throughout the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we're so sad and so sick, we don't want to do that, but yeah. that makes us feel worse. So I, yeah, I thank you for saying we're not talking about hardcore exercise. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel like what you had mentioned in terms of just getting on the mat and just moving. I think that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I have one last question. I ask all my guests, um, yes. if you had a day to yourself, you could go anywhere and do anything you wanted. Where would you go? And what would you do? Whoa. Um, currently I would go out on my paddleboard and just chill out all day. I love to do yoga on my paddleboard. I love to be in the water. I love it when it's windy and I'm fighting the water. I love it when it's not windy and I get to just relax, but I like, you know, I like it all. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's, I, I like being grounded. I, you know, you would ask me 10 years ago, it probably would have been shopping or getting a massage. Um, Massage is still pretty much up there, but oh yeah, right now the sun, the water. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing with us about Tyler and his life and about yoga and all you've learned from it so that we can learn from you. And so I really appreciate you chatting with us today. Well, thank you for having me. And maybe I'll see you in yoga again. I would, we'll, we'll chat, we'll chat after the episode. And I will also put, I'll, ch- I'll talk with you and I'll put in the show notes, um, if there's any, you know, people that are interested in yoga and if they wanted to get started some, um, some ways that they can do that. So thank you so much, Trisha. Well, thank you, Heather. Thanks for joining us today on the Mama Sisterhood podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any extraordinary motherhood journeys. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review. This helps me reach more moms. See you next week.